this is our first public gathering uh, since all of the COVID thing went down. Wow, praise God. Even though I've got a scripture I want to share with you, but first, um, those of you that are here today, I, I don't remember if Carla said this, well, if she didn't. If she did, I'll just repeat it. Uh, we're not passing the offering buckets. They're on, uh, the, there's some um, slots or whatever you call them on the both sides of the stage that you can uh, give if you're giving physically, okay? Um, some people still give that way, and that's, that's fine. So you can fill out the envelopes as usual and then drop them off on the way out or um, just keep that in mind next week. You can drop it off coming in or, go, or going, so that way we're not passing the buckets. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 2, let's dive right in, y'all, um, to the Summit family. Yeah, I guess I, I will grab my, my phone with your mango. Okay, I just wanted to, um, I, I saw the, never mind, never mind. I, I saw some of the um, comments. Some of, the, uh, some of our Summit family are here. Some of our Summit family are still online. And no matter where you are, we love you. And uh, even though we've been absent for a period of time, well, let me read the scripture first. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 5. And Paul, he's writing this letter to the church at Colossae. And he said, for though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. And uh, that's a wonderful scripture. It speaks to the times that we're in right now. And even though, church, that we have been absent and we've been apart physically, we're together in the spirit. Hallelujah. So we haven't lost anything. We don't have to play catch up. Praise God. Uh, I, God is moving in your life. He's been, been moving through this entire COVID thing. Praise God. Uh, I've been hearing from um, several of you and, and, and just, just in our communication online. We've, we've been online almost every day. And so... Uh, I love to see you all connected, and um, we are together in the spirit throughout all of this. Praise God. And God is moving in your life, and this is not welcome back to church. We're back in the building, but the church has never stopped. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. So, um, you know, it's always been God's will for us to prosper. Now, let me say right off the bat, there is uh, there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. And um, sometimes people want to take issue with prosperity. Even though there's, there's not a prosperity gospel, there's just the gospel. But the gospel includes prosperity. It's a part of the salvation package, like healing. There's no healing gospel. There's just the gospel. And Paul said, I believe we ought to preach all of it. 
And so Paul said, I determined, and I said this many times, I have many topics, but I only have one message. Like Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And Jesus Christ and him crucified includes in the salvation package prosperity, includes healing. Hebrews talks about things that accompany salvation. And the word salvation is an all-inclusive word. It means deliverance. That's included in your salvation package. Preservation, that God will preserve your life. Deliverance, preservation, healing. As I said, that's included. Safety, your protection. Psalm 91, that's included in the salvation package. Soundness, a sound mind, mental health <laughs> is included in your prosperity. Prosperity is included in the gospel message. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Salvation includes deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness, and prosperity. Glory to God. God said in, in 3 John 2, um, John is writing, encouraging uh, uh, Gaius. He said, I desire that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So prosperity is in the Bible. As a matter of fact, when God created Adam, he gave him dominion. Genesis 1.26, dominion over all the earth, over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the birds, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God gave Adam dominion over the whole earth. God's plan for you is abundance. We mentioned last week that the word blessing, it means to bestow favor upon. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And because of that, blessings are on your head. The Bible says blessings are on the head of the righteous. Amen. Blessings are on your head right now. You're a blessing going somewhere to happen. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians says, blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And, and the word blessing, uh, when he said blessed us with all spiritual blessings, excuse me, the word uh, uh, or spiritual blessings, that those two words, they're not just talking about blessings that are spiritual, like something that's like on the inside, like peace or joy. The, he's talking about blessings that proceed from the spirit realm. Every blessing proceeds from the realm of the spirit. Thank you, Lord. And I want to encourage those of you who may be facing a loss of a job, um, they're threatening to lay people off, or maybe you're wondering whether you're going to get back to work uh, after the uh, COVID thing. Um, 
you may be out of a job right now. And I want to encourage you that God has got you. You're not a loser, as, as Carla said. Carla shared some powerful stuff today. And uh, um, you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. No matter what state you're in right now, you are blessed. Your blessing is not dependent upon the circumstances. Your success is not dependent on the circumstances. Thank you, Lord. You are a success because Jesus lives in you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, Joseph was sold as a slave. He was on the slave block, naked, and, and, and he was purchased. And he wound up in, uh, he, he was purchased by Potiphar. He was in Potiphar's house as a slave. And yet God said before he did anything, now he did stuff that people saw uh, that he was a blessed man. Potiphar saw that he was a prosperous man. Prosperous, uh, Potiphar saw that he was a successful man. But yet the Bible said before he did anything that people could see, that Potiphar could see that he was successful, before he did any, any of that stuff, the Bible called him a successful man. And it tells us why. The Bible says that Joseph, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Genesis uh, 39, 2, I believe. The Lord was with him, and he was a successful man. Guess what? The Lord is with you, and you are a successful man or woman. Hallelujah. I'm just warming up here. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Hallelujah. We've got something better than Joseph had. Because we not only have, Joseph didn't even have the Spirit of God living in him. The Lord was with him. But the Lord is with us. The Lord is for us. And the Lord is in us. That brings me to something that Carla has shared about I can breathe. You know why? Because, see, what we need to do is we need to lean into something. Lean in. Don't forget who you are. Don't be like the person who looks in the mirror of the Word. The Word is a mirror, and then forget who you are. No, don't let circumstances, what the news say, what people say, what your friends say, or what your enemies say. <laughs> I mean, don't let any of that stuff determine who you are. God defines who you are. What Carla shared reminded me of, I think it's Acts 17, 28. If it's not, you can just look me up. It might be 28, 17. I don't know. I think it's 17, 28. Somebody look that up. Tell me if I'm right. In him, we live and move and have our being. In him, say in him, we live and move and have our being. In Jesus, say in Jesus, I live, I breathe. I move, 
I have my being. We're in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, God wants you to prosper. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And uh, verse 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. Everything on this earth is poverty compared to where Jesus came from. I mean, when Jesus come, came to or walked this earth, I mean, this earth, the whole earth is poverty compared to to heaven where the streets are not paved with gold, made of gold. <laughs> Amen. You have gates of pearl, not a doorknob of pearl. I mean, the whole gate. Man, how big does is, is that oyster have to be? <laughs> so, Amen. The nicest house on the earth is poverty compared to where Jesus came from. So, he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor. Thank you, Lord. Now, when did he become poor? He became poor on the cross. He became poor. He took our place. He became poor. And as I said, I mean, just walking this earth is poverty compared to where he came from. But also on the cross, he took our place. He took our poverty. Thank you, Lord. He took our poverty. See, Everything on the cross was an exchange. He took our sin, all of it, past, present, and future. Last week we talked about the forgiveness of sin. He took it all. I said he took it all. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ because he took all your sin. He took your sickness and disease. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. What we're doing is we're, we're, we're talking about one of the benefits. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, Psalm 103, 2. And forget not all, say all, all, all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities. But that's not all. That's the most important thing. Who heals all our diseases. He crowns you. Re redeems your life from destruction. Crowns you with loving kindness. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Satisfies your mouth with good things. So God only has good things for you. He doesn't have anything bad. Anything bad comes from the devil. G only good things come from God. James 1 says, every good and perfect gift comes 
from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Only good comes from God. There's no evil that comes from God. How many of you know evil is bad? No evil comes from God. Well, the Lord put this sickness on me to teach me. He took all, he took all my possessions to teach me something. God didn't take, take anything from me. Yes, he took it all. The Lord is testing me. James says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. Now, that word tempted there means tested, tried. It says, let no one say. Everybody say, no one say. So why are we saying it? No, I'm not saying y'all. Why do folks say that? The Lord, is, the Lord is putting this on me to teach me. He, the Lord is testing me. Where the Bible says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither testeth, trieth, tempteth he any man. So let's just lay that to rest. Praise the Lord. On the cross, just like he took your sickness and just like he took your sin, at the same time, he took your poverty so that you, by his poverty, might, you ready for this, become rich. Well, I'm not rich. Yes, you are. I'm telling you, you are. It happened 2,000 years ago on the cross. You were made rich on the cross. You are rich. And if you look at the context of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, it's talking totally about material blessings. And the word rich means abundant provision and a full supply. We should expect abundant provision and a full supply in life. Now, let's, let's go to Galatians chapter 3. I want you to know that this took, we're starting on the cross. We start and finish on the cross, praise the Lord. This is all, this, I want you to understand, all this happened to you on the cross. See, it's all about Jesus and him crucified, people. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree so that, everybody say so that, so that, everybody say so that again, not again, come on y'all, <laughs> messing with me. Let's go back. Go back to the 13th verse, verse again so you can see the so that. Christ is what? Redeem who? Us. Does that include you? Say thank you, Jesus. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. Now let me just stop and let's lay to rest something else. You don't have any generational curse on you. You don't need prayer to be delivered from a generational curse. 
you are redeemed from every curse. Woo, glory to God, man. I feel that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Watch this. People say, well, am I, am I, am I cursed? I think I'm, I might have a curse on me. Do you think I'm cursed? You're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. Okay. I'm, I'm going somewhere now. Like my, my pastor friend Stephen Watts said, I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Okay, I'm going I'm to say something. When you, when you ask if you're cursed, you're asking the wrong question. Let's look at it. Let's, let's read the rest of this. So, so Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For, for it is written, cursed. When are we going to when are we going to read? When are we going to get into the Bible so we know was written? For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Now this is the cross, right? This is Jesus who who took our poverty on the cross. See, the curse of the loss is threefold. It's poverty, it's sickness, and it's spiritual death. This is him, among other things, taking your poverty on the cross. Poverty, listen, say this, poverty is a curse. Poverty is not a blessing. Poverty is a curse. And Jesus took the curse of poverty. Sickness is a curse. Sickness is not a blessing. It's a curse. Thank you, Lord. Cursed is everyone who, who is hanging on a tree so that the blessing, so that in Christ Jesus, see, all of our blessings are in Christ Jesus, not in your obedience, not in your behavior, so that, see, the blessings are not based on how you behave so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham Ooh-wee. Wow. The blessing of Abraham? We, back, we right back to, to the garden and even more so than, Abraham, than, than Adam in the garden Adam wasn't seated with Christ. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We, get, we have the dominion that Adam had and then, and then some. That's why uh, God said you'll reign in life. Romans 4.13, I believe it is, says the promise to Abraham that he would be <laughs> the heir of the world. I think we missed that sometimes. The heir of the world. And we're identified with Abraham. Why? See, if you read the, the uh, latter part of this verse, um, it talks about we are all children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. All right? And then it goes on to say, and if you're Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. 
What promise? That he would be the heir of the world. I'm teaching here. Glory be to God. And we need to take our authority and say, poverty, you will not come near me. Lack, you leave right now. If you've got lack in your life, you're commanded to go in Jesus' name. Take your authority. Somebody cross your legs and say, I'm in charge. You've been given authority over poverty. Now, you couple this with what I've been teaching you about authority. Behold, I give you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you, church. I give you the keys of the kingdom, Jesus said. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay. There are people here today, you might not know it by, by, the, by the feedback I'm getting, but we do have people here today. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I've been used to quiet these last few weeks, but we've been having a few shouts here and there. I tell you, it's, it's, been, it's really been good. Uh, just, it, it's nothing like being together. Just for the, for the fellowship and, and then also uh, just the energy can't be really duplicated online. Uh, so... Um, so to the rest of y'all, um, come on in. The water's fine. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And uh, no condemnation on you. You can stay at home as long as you like. Come back when you feel comfortable because we're going to be right here. We're going to keep uh, being online and reaching as many people um, as possible. We, we're going to just keep putting this word out, keep spitting it out. <laughs> Amen. And being a blessing to people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're, we're, we're going to reach more people than ever. We're in a good season. We're in a good place. And um, I'm thankful. Remember that, the wrong question. I'm, am I cursed? So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. The Gentiles simply a non-Jew so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Okay, we're going to look at some of the blessings of Abraham, but I want you to think about this, and, and some of you may know people that are just so concerned about whether or not they're cursed, but they're asking the wrong question. The right question is, how blessed am I? <laughs> you don't hear a whole lot of people asking that. How blessed am I? <laughs> how, man, I don't, I don't know if y'all realize how good that is. How blessed am I? That's, that's what we need to be looking into because we are extremely blessed. God is able to do, I can dream pretty big. I've trained myself to think big, but you know what? God can top that. 
because he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think. Thank you, Lord. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Let's look at some of the blessings of Abraham in Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at a few of these. Now, the blessings and the curses, the curse of the law and the blessings of the law. In other words, there were, in the Old Covenant, there were blessings associated with keeping the law. And there were curses associated with not keeping the law. Because in the Old Testament, it was a, a system that was, it was, a, it was a system, a relationship with God that was based on what you had to do to qualify for God's blessings. Now, we're not under that covenant. Because Jesus fulfilled the law. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. He came to the earth, walked the earth for three and a half years. He kept the law perfectly. He was the only person that could ever do it. He kept the law perfectly. And then he went to the cross and became a curse for us. So keep that in mind when you're reading Deuteronomy uh, 28 now um, because it can throw you off if, you, if you're not reading the Bible with sunglasses. Oh, You've got to read this cross-eyed through the lens of the cross. I say that often. So in Deuteronomy 28, you have summarized or capsulized the blessings and the curses the curses that were associated with disobeying the law and the blessings that were associated with keeping the law. Now, uh, we're gonna, before we go into verse 3, I just want to read verse, verse 1, and I'm going to show you an example of, about how to read the Bible cross-eyed. And if you faithfully obey the, the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, and then it gets into these blessings. But some people can't get past verse 1 <laughs> because they disqualify themselves. And I used to teach it this way. I used to teach, well, I used to teach Galatians 3, 13 and 14 that uh, as long as you walk under the protective umbrella of, uh, of the word. Okay. As long as you are keeping the word, as long as you're walking in the word, then you're entitled to these blessings. But if you take yourself outside of the protective umbrella of God's word, then watch out. These curses can, can come upon you. Now, remember what what I shared last week about 1 John 1, 7, I should teach that wrong too. Thank God for his grace. Um, so 1 John 1, 7 talks about if we walk 
in the light, as Jesus is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood, then the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. And um, some people teach it like, well, as long as, long as you walk in, in the light, in other words, as long as you're not sinning, as, as Jesus is in the light, as long as, you, long as you walk in the light, as long as you're not sinning, then you have fellowship one with another, and then the blood will cleanse you from all sin. That makes no sense. Think about it. It's all right to think in church, y'all. So, if you're not sinning, why, if you're walking in the light and not sinning, if that means not sinning, why would you need the blood to cleanse you from all sin? <laughs> right? So, walking in the light is not about how you're walking. It's about where you're walking. And where we walk is in the light. We are in the light. Colossians said, we looked at that last week, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to partake of the inheritance of the saints. Listen, in the light. We are in the light because we're in Christ Jesus. We are in, we are accepted. We are highly favored. We are, are, are blessed in the anointed. Man, that word accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. Colossians 1, 6, I believe. Accepted. Say, I'm accepted in the beloved. The word accepted, the Greek word translated accepted in the New King James, translated blessed in the ESV, and the word basically means to bestow favor upon. That Greek word translated accepted, blessed, is only two times, it, it, it's only mentioned two times in the whole New Testament. The only other time is when the angel appeared to Mary concerning the birth of Jesus, and the angel said, Hail, highly favored one. The word translated highly favored is the same Greek word translated accepted. So we are highly favored in Jesus, and we're in the light. Thank you, Lord. And because we're in the light where we're walking, when we sin, the blood cleanses us. Hallelujah. So we're under the constant waterfall of his forgiveness. Say, I'm blessed because of Jesus. You're not blessed because of your obedience, because of his obedience. That the blessing of Abraham would come upon you, that in Christ Jesus, the blessing will come upon you. Thank you, Lord. So, reading this cross-eyed, we can read it like this. So, what I used to teach again was, as long as you're walking in the Word, you'll be blessed. If you don't, you, the curse will come upon you. But no, we're redeemed from the curse. 
This is not about you obeying all the commandments and all the word. Because some people under, under that teaching that I used to teach, they, oh, man, I better make sure I'm walking in this word. Because if I don't, man, I can, a curse can come upon me. And these blessings, I don't know if I really qualify. Because, shoot, I misbehaved this week. But let's read it cross-eyed. And it's not about you faithfully obeying. Now, this was true under the old covenant. But under the new covenant, it's because Jesus obeyed the voice of the Lord his God and was careful to do all his commandments that God commanded him. The Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because Jesus obeyed the voice of the Lord his God. See, it's because Jesus kept the law perfectly and Jesus went to the cross and became a curse for us. You can forget about the curses in Deuteronomy 28 and focus on the blessings that belong to you because of what Jesus did. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, we do have people here. We do have people here. Thank you, Lord. Because that's something to shout about right there, man. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I know, I know some of y'all just you soaking it up. That's cool. Some of y'all are thinkers. I'm a thinker too. Uh, uh, you, you, you're soaking this up. And I want you to, uh, you know what I'm t telling you about? The right question. I'm addressing the right question. How blessed? I want us to reflect on that. How blessed am I? How blessed are you? You're extremely blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. People don't like positive stuff. People don't like positive stuff. Uh, people gravitate towards uh, uh, negative. And, you know, things that try to steal your peace and try to steal your joy, try to steal your victory, they all come from the outside. Nothing from the inside can trouble you. So we need to lean in on who we are in Christ and what we have on the inside. I, I, I've, I've known, I know people personally that have had reality shows. And, and they've told me that, that they actually coach you. They can't have everything going smooth. They got to have a little drama. And they'll even have you uh, just do stuff just to do it. Um, Les Brown. Anybody, anybody heard of Les Brown? I, I met him at, at Joel Osteen's church. Uh, nice guy. Carl and I met him. And, and he, had a, he had a reality show. Not a reality show. He had a talk show. And he was focusing on positive things. Because, you know, Les is all about pos positivity. And, uh, but they canceled it. People don't want to hear that. People got to have a little drama. <laughs> huh? But as believers, uh, people say, well, it's not, not all positive. 
Yes, it is. Because guess what? It's called good news. Oh, you know, even people like Joel Osteen and they just sugarcoat the gospel. And that sounds kind of cute, sugarcoat. It already sweet. And if I was on Jeopardy, I would say, well, they ask those questions. So what is sweeter than honey? <laughs> it's the gospel. It's the good news. I don't have any bad news to tell you. The word is sweeter than honey. It's already sweet. You don't have to sugarcoat it. It's already got sugar. Amen. That makes me want to put some honey in my tea. I got certain kind of honey I put in my tea, man. I'm going to make me want to make some tea today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's look at how blessed you are. I got no clock today, so I hope it's not 1 o'clock. I don't know when I started. Somebody in the comments section, those of you that uh, like the time, when I, how, much, how long I preach, tell me when I started. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. How blessed am I? Look at, let's look at these. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Whether you're in the country, whether you're in the city, you are blessed. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. You're blessed coming and going. What are you talking about? How blessed are you? The Lord... Now, you, 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 you think the gospel is not all positive? We're not looking at the negative. We're not looking at the curse. Why? Because we've been redeemed from it. Look at this. There ain't nothing negative in the blessing. And that is who, that, that's what you have. It's who you are. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Glory to God. I'm going to say it again. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Blessings are on your head. That's why you ought to reign in life. That's why you take authority over that which is not a part of the blessing. Thank you, Lord. You're getting fired up in here. Blessed coming and going. Verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you. Lord, just keep commanding the blessing. God's got a blessing with your name on it. Thank you, Lord. With your name on it. 
The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. In other words, whatever you put your hand to, whatever you undertake. Uh, you, you got a business? The Lord will bless you in your business. Well, I ain't got no barn. Well, that represents, back then, that's where they, they stored their increase. Today, it would be your bank account. The Lord will command the blessing on your bank account. And in all that you undertake, your business, your position. And stop asking God for a job, ask him for a position. Thank you, Lord. Man, when we start walking around about who we are, acting like who we are, you're a king, so act like one. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Now, now then it was the, the land that God had for them was the promised land, the land of Canaan, the land that flowed with milk and honey. Today, our land is not a physical location. Our land is rest. He will bless you as you rest. Where am I? I'm in rest. What does it mean to be in rest? He that, that's in rest has ceased from his own labors. What labor? Trying to work for your blessings. Trying to work for God's favor. He that's entered rest has ceased trying to work to please God. Because you understand God, you rest because you know that God's already pleased. You cease from working to try to be acceptable to God because you, you realize God has already accepted you. You are accepted in the beloved. Or, or I like the ESV, you are blessed in the beloved or in Christ. You are highly favored. So listen, when you enter rest, you stop working to try to earn your favor. news. You stop working to earn your favor. You realize you're already favored. As I said before, you're already successful because Jesus is in you. Not he might bless you in the land. He will bless you in rest. Glory to God. And the Lord, verse 11, will make you. Wow, this is the Lord doing it. See, when you're in rest, he will make you abound in prosperity. In the fruit of your womb, I've seen it happen over and over. Carla would pray for people, and they'd have a child. 
where before they were, um, the doctors told them that, that they couldn't have a child or they tried to have a child and it wasn't happening. See, this is the supernatural power of God working, man. And Carla has laid hands on them and they become pregnant. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It belongs to you. If you, if, you, uh, if you want a child, married folks, married folks, if you want a child, you can have, you can have a child. Believe God. Amen. In the fruit of your livestock, in the fruit of your ground. Again, that, that was, uh, in those days, it was an agrarian, agrarian society, okay? They had cattle and stuff. And he said he would bless the fruit of their livestock, the fruit of your ground within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. How many of you know his? He, he ain't got nothing but, it didn't say his treasure, his good treasure. Everything about God is good. The heavens to give rain, the rain to your land in its season and to bless. See, it's all about blessing. How blessed am I? <laughs> this is how blessed you are. To bless all the work of your hand you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. God wants us, and I can't wait till we get to the place where we're the lenders. The church is the lender and not the borrower. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The wealth of the, of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. The Amplified says, and eventually it will find its way into our hands. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, verse 13, will make you the head. I like this. Not the tail. We're not going to bring up the rear end. We are the head. Say, I'm the head and I'm not the tail. How blessed am I? You shall only go up and not down. How blessed are you? So blessed that you're the head and not the tail. You only go up and not down. Glory to God. Psalm 35. Let them shout for joy. Somebody shout for joy right now. This is some good news. Oh, we do have some people. See, I told you. We got some people here who, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, here's something, here's something we can say continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in what? In the prosperity of his service. Don't let anybody talk you out of this. God has pleasure when you prosper.
Thank you, Jesus. We mentioned 3 John 2. I desire that you prosper in all things, be in health just as your soul prospers. Genesis 12. And this, these blessings on you is not just for you. We are blessed to be a blessing. Okay. Now, we're connected to Abraham. All right. We're Abraham's seed. Right. Galatians 3.29. We didn't look at that, but I, I, I encourage you to write that down. Read, just read the whole chapter of Galatians. It's, it's wonderful. The whole book specifically chapter 3. So, we're Abraham's seed. Let's look at Abraham. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, Genesis 12, go from your country and from your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will what? Bless you. And make your name great. God wants to make your name great. So that, there's another, there's another so that. This is why we're blessed. So that you will be a blessing. We want to be a blessing to others. Huh? That's why we want to share the gospel. Because we want to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Glory to God. And that came to pass because Christ was, uh, was a seed of Ab was the seed of, uh, of, of the woman came through uh, Abraham's lineage Glory to God and all the families, Jews and Gentiles, are blessed because of Abraham. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 13, 2. Now, Abram was rich, no? Says he was very rich. And in case people want to spiritualize it, People always, well, you know, he was talking about spiritual blessings, pastor. No, I'm glad he told us what he was rich in. So there's it, nothing spiritual about livestock, <laughs> cattle. He was rich in silver, and he was rich in gold. So y'all won't, so nobody can get it twisted. He was very rich. God wants to bless us with material things. He wants you to be rich, which is, means have abundant provision and a full supply and no lack. The Lord, say, the Lord is my shepherd. Lord is my shepherd. I, shall not lack. I shall not lack. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to close with this one. Genesis 17.1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, or I am God almighty, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. 
And when, in, in the Hebrew, now check this out. In the Hebrew, when he says, I am almighty God, he, he's presenting something to him. In the Hebrew, what this means is when he presents himself like, it's like I'm, I'm going to be your provision. In the, in the Hebrew, it reads, it's, it's something like this. I am your rapidly increasing money supply. Ooh, I am your rapidly or your, I am your ever increasing money supply. God will supply all your need, people. You don't have to lack anything. And it's not according to your job. It's not according to the economy. It's according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give him praise right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 